0: Well hello, welcome to the Trends Podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? This is the podcast where we like to take a look at the internet trends. Those things, whether it's food, whether it's a little Twitter game, a trend on Twitter, something we're all talking about, maybe we're doing it on TikTok, who knows. But we're going to explore it right here. I started this podcast last year and... I thought I'd give it a go. I thought I'd try it. I've never done anything like this before. And I was—I sort of did a few episodes. I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of my friends get kind of uh, quite bored of it after a while. But man, if someone's going to talk about an egg, or Kylie Jenner saying rise and shine, or even Keanu Reeves walking into a room to different types of music, I'm all here for it. The wondrous things that we create from the internet. So I thought, what a better place to go than just talking to myself with a microphone, creating a podcast. I actually got some, uh, at the end of, of the year, you get like these Spotify like wrapped things, and they do one for podcasters. And so I got one of these in my email, and I was like, no way. So I like, clicked on it, and although I haven't done that many episodes, it was actually like really nice because I sort of do these and then stick them up and I don't really think anybody listens to them and I was quite astonished with the amount of people that had listened and also just actually spent the time to the amount of minutes that were listened to so if you have listened to any of my episodes I really really appreciate it that was really cool and I thought you know now we're entering into 2020 I'm looking forward to seeing what this year's going to bring Because you never know with the internet, you never quite know what's going to be the next big trend, what are we all going to be picking up on, what are we going to be talking about, or what are we all going to be trying to achieve with something, some new challenge, or some new game, or just something that's just all going to tickle our fancy. You never quite know. And I feel like in the first few days of this year, we have seen some great things just popping up. So what we like to do here on the podcast is to take a look at some highlights from the last few days and then we'll talk about them, we'll have a look at them and then at the end we'll probably pick our favourite one of the week. So the first trend that we have to look at actually happened on the 2nd of January, going into the new year, very, very strong. Gene Simmons, the musician, famous from the band Kiss and things like that, um, on Twitter, put put a couple of photos up, and I think he did this on his Instagram as well, of his breakfast cereal. And I feel like it's one of those things you were either all here for or you're slightly disgusted by it because although it looks like an average cereal he's got sort of it looks like he's mixed two cereals together we've got this is this is American cereal so I'm not entirely sure what they are but from what I've gathered we've got Oreo hoops and then sort of frosted wheat then wheaty things are sort of in a bowl with milk pretty standard cereal apart from the mixing of the cereals which I've never actually tried mixing cereals I feel like it's it looks like an art form getting the right two cereals to mix together to make an even better breakfast I feel like if I'm not if I don't get the right advice to try and do it maybe I should try one day I don't know but if I don't get the right two it could really put me off mixing cereals it's probably why I've never done it <laughs> Never know, you might want to try it one day. Which two cereals would you mix, though, together? Which two would work well? Because if you think about it, you'd have to get two that have, like, a similar consistency, surely, because otherwise one of them is going to get soggy before the other one and just ruin the whole of the breakfast, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) going off on our tangent of cereals, (laughs) I'll try it one day and let you know we can't. I just need to figure out which two cereals to mix... Or maybe you just do like a ginormous mixture of of loads of cereals. That could that could also be a way to go. No no, watch the space. <laughs> so Gene Simmons he's got a cereal and he's put milk in it. It it's looking pretty standard, you know, for cereal. It is milk. Now this is the thing that kind of throws everybody off. Ice cubes. He says in his in his caption, anyone else put ice cubes in their cereal. So this is the thing. Breakfast cereal with milk with ice cubes. What you I mean what what do you say to that? I, I don't know kind of how I feel about it. Cause like when I first saw this, I was kind of to me it. It feels a little bit disgusting. And then I'm like thinking about it and I'm I'm trying to figure out why am I so disgusted with the idea of ice cubes going into cereal. Because surely it's not that bad. I don't know. There's just something about it. I put a few um, pictures up on my social medials and some of the responses were, were fantastic to this. And... A lot of people, (laughs) Hannah, was just like, um, no. Don't do it. That does not look good at all. What is it about ice cubes and milk that grosses people out? Because it does me. I I am a little bit... I will try it. Maybe that's another thing we could try, ice cubes with milk. But at the same time, I'm like, um no (laughs) it just looks slightly wrong and i'm trying to figure out what would i what am i afraid of here what what is it that makes me get a bit grossed out because surely milk and water are not that far different from each other although whenever if i have a glass of milk not that i it's not like a go-to drink that i would go for but when i do It is nice to have like ice cold milk, cold milk. I wouldn't, I don't think I enjoy milk warm. So the idea of maybe just kind of like adding to, making sure it's colder by, you know, putting ice cubes in your glass could be the way to go. But for some reason, milk and water or milk and ice doesn't sound that appetizing. And I, it seems like I'm not the only one. What are we afraid is going to happen? Are we afraid that it's going to water down the milk? Is going to make the milk taste horrible? What is it about water and milk that just seems so wrong? Phil on Facebook said, that's a no from me. <laughs> he did also suggest, though, one way of getting around this, if you're afraid of mixing the milk and the water with the ice, you know, the melting of the ice, is maybe to use plastic ice cubes. You won't be able to eat them, but it would make your milk cold. So you would get the sensation of having cold milk, but you wouldn't have to worry about the melting of the ice cubes. This is something that I actually thought about when I saw the pictures of Gene Simmons and his breakfast. It was kind of like, I don't know how long it takes you to eat your breakfast cereal, but it doesn't take me that long I'm pretty sure that the ice cubes would not have melted by the time I finished. But maybe that's like a good thing, maybe this is what you're going for, because you're not expecting them to melt, you're just wanting them to be there to be cold to ensure that your milk is ice cold. It's interesting as well because although there's a lot of people that hate it, it seems like Gene Simmons is not the only person to do this. There are lots of other people that also do this whole thing. Like, Dave on Twitter says, you have ruined 2020. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Jerry says, everyone focused on the ice instead of the revolutionary breakfast invention that is combining frosted mini-wheats to Oreo O's. Is that what they're called, Oreo O's? We don't have this in the UK, so I've never tried it. Another person, Craig, suggested at least make milk ice cubes can you can you freeze milk or will it go bad I don't know because that would be a good way to go that way then you don't have to have the fear of the water mixing with the eye with with the milk because you've got ice cubed milk could be a thing to do but I suppose that all comes down to whether or not the milk will be okay being frosted and defrosted that is, a, that is a good question. I also quite liked it because then, it then proceeded to a load of people making memes of the rapper Ice Cube <laughs> in bowls of cereal. <laughs> this is why we love the internet. Starting off 2020 with Ice Cube in see, bowls of cereal. <laughs> Ice Cube and cereal. It also leads to a load of, like, conversation. Cyril says, no one does this. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> and yet Scott says, I'm an actual person and I've been doing this for 35 years. So, obviously, there are people in the world that do do this. Maybe you know them or maybe you are that person. On my Instagram, we actually did have someone. GV's 85. So was like, hell yeah, I do this since day one. And I, I sort of said, what, well, maybe I've got to give it a go. And he, they actually came back and said, you will fall in love. Which makes me kind of believe maybe this is something that we're missing out on because we're slightly grossed out with the idea of milk and water being mixed. That we're missing out on something that could be really, really glorious. Could start your mornings off in a completely new light. And yet we're too afraid to try it. And maybe there's people like Gene Simmons out there who have the answer to a good morning wake-up, and because we're at the beginning of the year, this could be the thing to turn that around. Considering the fact that I struggle getting up in the mornings, like, pretty, pretty bad, maybe this could be my motivation. A good breakfast. And maybe it gives you the wake-up call that you need because it's so cold in the morning, your mouth is going to wake you up with ice-cold milk and cereal. This could be the way to go. Well, that is our first trend. What do you think? Are you feeling the ice cubes in cereal, or is it the grossest thing ever? Okay, on to our next trend. Sometimes online, somebody just puts something up that creates a little game. And we all then just kind of fall in love with it and feel like we all want to have a go at this game. On January the 1st, somebody called Gabe on Twitter put a picture of a set of subway seats in New York. And numbered all the seats. There are five seats that he's laid out and basically just asks to all my New Yorkers which is the best seat. And even though I'm not from New York, you know, I've been on sort of subways or the tube or MRTs and things like that. I was like looking at it and, it and it does make you think like, which seat would you go for? And I feel like this is fantastic because if you're anything like me, there there's a certain amount of social anxiety which comes to sort of public transport or even just like picking a seat in a public place especially if you've never been there or if there's any certain amount of pressure that everybody's going to be looking at you. And although it should be fairly simple, just find a seat and sit in it, for some reason it, me, it just causes me a certain amount of anxiety. <laughs> and I love this because it kind of opened up this whole sort of social conversation around which seat is best, And I was thinking, you know, this is fantastic because I can look at these and have a pre-prepared plan on where would be good to sit so that I'm not going to have that panic of just sitting in a seat in the moment because the tube's going to move or the bus is going to move or I'm in a doctor's waiting office and I need to figure out where I'm going to sit, which toilet to use, anything like that where maybe people are going to watch you. The, the, the And the likelihood is this is all just going on in my head. I'm pretty sure nobody really cares where I'm going to sit in the doctor's waiting office. And yet, for some reason, in my head, I'm going, oh, my word, I, need, I just need to find someone quick because they're all going to be judging me on my inability to find a seat or if I choose the wrong one. This is, you know, this is the problem with social situations. It's not good. It's not good at all. So as we take a look at this and sort of debating on which seats are the best seats, because although a lot of these, there are empty seats, you do also have to battle when there are people sat in seats, whether you sit near them or further away from them. That's a whole other ballgame. So starting off with like the subway seats, I think public transport is like slightly more pressure because you, you feel like you have a bit of a countdown to when The train or the bus is going to start moving again because when you get on it it's stationary and so you have that short short window of time when you have to kind of get yourself settled before the movement starts because that's a whole other thing to try and you know maintain whether you're standing up or sitting down what you're going to do and you, you I don't like trying to find a seat when the train or the bus is moving trains are not too bad buses are like horrible I hate, I hate that. Buses are the worst, (laughs) okay. So five seats on on a subway cart, you've got three next to each other and then sort of adjacent to them, you've got the other two. Which seats are the best seats? I must admit for this one, I went for number one, which is like the one right on the end by the railing, just for the fact that it's like easy access to get out. And usually that's near the door. I don't have to like walk too far To get out, and if if the cab gets busy, I don't have to worry about trying to get through too many people. I would never go, personally, for any of the middle seats. If I can avoid it, I'm not gonna go for a middle seat. Because then you're just opening yourself up for more people to sit next to you. At least on an end seat, I only have to worry about the one side where there's a detached seat. See all this stuff you this is all the things that go on in your head when You're trying to pick a seat. It's stressful stuff. Man. And I love the fact that like so many people have an opinion on where their seat would be. It really kind of gives you an eye open into like what people's thought processes are. Sonia was like number four. This is the one right in the corner. It says number four is for the petite woman. Andy also says number four for long rides. For anything else, it's number one. So it seems like the corner one... It's good for, like, if you want to chill and just shut off for a little while, get yourself settled in the seat, get comfortable, long rides, it's great. If you want to get out quick, number one, right on the edge. Bess says anyone who doesn't say one should be arrested. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. Apparently, though, there's, like, a problem with number one, although, like, it's great because you're by the edge, Apparently, number one is a risk. Upwin says, I don't understand why people keep saying number one is the closest to the door, which is why you choose it. However, uh, it's the most likely for a snatching run. So obviously, people who snatch your phone and then run out of the door don't want that, do you? Maybe I need to rethink this. Eric says, none of the seats. Standing is best. (laughs) So it looks like between all of the options... Number four, which I'm quite surprised about. It's nice because it is in the corner, but I would feel like I'm, I'm kind of shutting myself in there. But number four and number one are like the most popular ones. But this started this whole debate, and there were loads of them, where people were doing this with different places, putting numbers on the seats and deciding where would you sit. One of my favourites was a subway. Actually, actually, when you think about a subway, a lot of them are laid out very similar. So, you know, you've got the bar on one side, and then the seats on the other side, all up against the wall. Where would you sit if it was empty, and you could choose a seat? My choice would be the one right in the back corner. There's something, I think what it is, and I notice with a lot of these, it's the ones where I like, I can sit in the back corner, and then nobody else is going to sit near me, or they can't. But it's also the whole idea of like, not that anybody would do anything, but I've got the scope of the whole of the restaurant. Nobody can come up behind me because I'm right by the wall in a corner, so nothing can happen behind me. <laughs> I literally have the scope of everything going on in front of me. If you're a bit of an introvert, fantastic. And what I loved about this as well, you know, the train carriages, stuff like that, and then they just start escalating. Somebody, Phil, put a picture up of uh, the UK Parliament. Where would you sit? I don't know what all the seats mean, to be honest. I was like, I'll just go for the one closest to the door. It means I can get out quite quickly, especially if it's busy. I don't want to be hanging around. <laughs> Lee put a picture up on the, on the outside of a train. Where would you sit? would you sit on the roof in one of the doors or on the front of the train i think i i would join on the front of the train to be honest <laughs> seems like the uh, seems like the logical place to go <laughs> another good one which i think is a debate in itself ned put a picture up of a toilet you have three toilets all in a line in front of you you know the to- the cubicles which one would you go for cuz i think socially You never would go for the middle one. You go for one of the end ones, and then, like, I think normally... I don't know what the psychology is behind this, just making it up. But, like, (laughs) I think... I don't know, maybe it's a UK thing. Like, I feel like we like to leave space for people. Or that's what I would do. So if you go for number two, if you go for the middle then you're always going to have somebody next to you because the next person who walks in has either got to go to one of the end sides whereas at least if you go for an end then they have the the option of going to the other side. Why would you go next to someone in the toilet? Just avoid it. You don't want to overhear anything. This was a good one. So Jameson that put a picture up of a school bus. Now to be fair, this looks like an American school bus but it's pretty much the same. It's what I used to ride when I went to school. eons ago where would you sit personally if I had the choice and there was nobody else on this bus I'm gonna go for the very back corner fantastic again you don't have to worry about like anybody behind you and if there is a threat you can see the whole scope of the bus and you can just kind of get in there chill and kind of zone out you don't need to like worry about anybody else every other seat sucks However, you would—that is like these are the seats that you would never be able to get because everybody wanted the back of the bus. If we was going to school, forget it. The cool kids sit at the back. There's no way I'm going to sit there. I was not a cool kid at all. (laughs) For some reason, I think when I was when I was going to school on the school bus, I usually sat near the front. I don't know why. I don't know what the mentality of that was. Well, I do actually know a little bit. Is because I didn't like trying to walk when the bus is moving there's one thing i hate about buses is the pressure because once you've paid for your ticket it depends on how many other people behind you are getting on this bus to where can you sit because it's a free-for-all basically on a bus when you get on you literally have to pay for your ticket and then you turn around and you have to look and then you've got to figure out as you're slowly moving down to make decisions on where you're going to sit. It's worse, the more packed the bus is as well, the worse the feeling is. Now, I am a bit, I am a short person. I'm not that tall. So unless I can hold on to like a pole, I can't stand up on a bus because I I struggle holding on to any overhanging rails. Because if if I could probably get my hand on it, but if it moved... I've got, like, just fingers just <laughs> holding me there. So it's not going to happen. I need a pole. That's, like, that's deliberating in my mind. And then it's also, like, okay, scoping out the people. Because if it was me, I wouldn't want anybody to sit next to me. I don't mind if if it's a busy bus. Yeah, of course, you, you're not going to, like, hold the seat out. But at the same time, if you have a choice, please don't sit next to me. It's just awkward. It's painful, almost. Just need, my, just need my space, okay? If I know how I feel about it, I don't want to subject anybody else to sitting next to me on a bus. So, like, this is all going through your head as you're moving down. and then I, And then you're also, like, panicking, like, is there anything? Did I miss anything? Is there a seat that maybe I should have gone for? You know, all this stuff's happening, needing to find a seat, and then, of course, there's that moment where the bus is going to move. Or if there's people behind you, you need to figure out where you're going before they can do anything. And you can't stand there still... And just select a seat because you know, you haven't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Gosh. So it is a pressure, it's a load of pressure. And then, of course, if you haven't made your choice before the bus starts moving, if you're like the last person getting a ticket, then you have the added pressure of trying to find a seat whilst the bus is moving and not like barreling into anybody, trying to stay balanced in some sense or another. It's a lot of pressure bottom line i think we learn from that just don't take the bus just avoid the bus <laughs> the last one the last picture was uh by bleaks it's, it's a doctor's waiting office which again whenever i've done a doctor's waiting office you i normally go for like the seat where nobody else is sat around if you have the option give people space it's the same with like a dentist as well I don't i don't ever sit next to anybody if there are free enough seats Obviously, at some point, it's going to get busy and you're not going to have the option. But if you do have the option, I would never sit next to someone. I don't know why. I think it's just, yeah, I I do think it's kind of partly to do with just giving people enough space. Also, if you're in a doctor's office, everybody's ill. Well, they're not feeling very well. You don't want to pick up anything, do you? Not really. Or you you don't want to spread anything. That would be worse because then you'd feel bad. Not that you'll know that you spread it, but it's a whole thing. And then my favourite, the last one I saw was somebody called Cameron put a picture up of musical chairs. <laughs> Which seat is best? He's <laughs> got six chairs, you know, back to back, making a little row. And then the floor is loose because obviously if you don't get a seat in musical chairs, you're out. Or if you're like me and you don't like the pressure of musical chairs, just get out in the first round and chill for the rest of the time whilst they're all stressing about you know winning which usually just means bag of sweets you can be like yeah you play that game i'm just going to sit by the buffet and enjoy you know the rest of the food chocolate some sandwiches nibbles and you're all there running around losing to this game but if i was going to pick a seat in musical chairs it's probably an end one because that gives you enough scope to like quickly move around You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready for that thing to happen. But if you don't like the pressure, pick the floor. Done. Sorted. And I love how these things escalate. It's so good. From one simple picture, we've created a lovely game. Definitely kept me busy for the first few days of 2020. <laughs> okay, the next trend we have was a few days later. I didn't realise that um, January is known as Veganuary. Is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah, Veganuary. I don't know if this is the first year this has happened or whether or not this is a thing that's happened a number of times, but it seems like this particular January, being vegan is not like a new thing. It's been out for a while, but I feel like a lot of chains and a lot of businesses are beginning to like really embrace the vegan, which, is, which has actually led us to see because it is Veganuary, to see a load of food options for vegans. They're vegan-friendly. The vegan trends, including the KFC Zero Chicken Burger. A little bit... So I actually tried this on my radio show. We actually got a Zero Chicken Burger in. I went to KFC and I was like, hey, I want the Zero Chicken Burger. I want the vegan burger. This is what I want. It did throw me off a little bit when I went in there because I normally, you know, you want like a meal. I was a bit shocked because you can only get it with a drink. You can't get it with like condiments on the side. Apparently they can't serve you the fries because that's not vegan friendly. So I don't know what happened with the fries. But if you do want to stay vegan completely, you can't have it with fries. Although it's potato. Apparently it's got something to do with what they cook it in. So with the vegan burger, we got one of these and we tried it on the radio. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Now I do like my meat. I am, you know, I do enjoy a good bit of chicken or steak or bacon or whatever. So I was intrigued. I was intrigued, but I'm not, you know, I'm not against having meat-free meals. So I was was interested to try this, and and I kind of was a little bit thrown off because I'm like, are they trying? Is this supposed to be a replacement? To a chicken burger? Is it supposed to represent chicken? But obviously it's not chicken, or is it supposed to be a standalone burger? Because they make it, it's from KFC, which is the place of chicken. So you're kind of left there going, okay, so is this supposed to be like chicken or not? And part of I think part of me that's that's kind of what throws you off with the Zero Chicken Burger, is because it, you know, that's all they really serve in KFC is chicken. So surely this is some sort of replacement for a chicken. And if you go in there thinking that it's going to taste like a chicken burger, it's not. Just forget that. There are hints of chicken, I must admit. Like, There are like, you know, it looks, it's a lot neater because obviously it's been made like a patty. It fits the burger really, really well. But it's never going to be quite the same. But what was quite nice about the vegan burger is the fact that it, if you forget that, if you let go of it being resembling anything else and just enjoy it as a burger on its own, it's actually pretty good. I did quite enjoy it. And what adds to it as well, because it's from KFC, you get all the enjoyment of the, you know, the herbs and the spices that you put on it to make it taste like, you know, KFC. So you have got the enjoyment of all of that that really reminds you of a good KFC, just a different kind of texture and flavour with the patty itself. It made a nice change, I must admit, it did make a nice change. And KFC are not the only company to do Veganuary. I don't know if these things are going to stay on for, like, longer than January. Who knows? But after experiencing the Zero Chicken Burger, it turns out Subway. Subway have brought out a meatball marinara, which is zero meat. I don't know how they make it, some plant-based thing. Zero meat meatball marinara. I don't know what it is about the fact that it has to resemble a piece of meat in order to be acceptable as a meat-free option. To me, that always throws me off. I'm just like, just do your own thing. Just Embrace being different. I don't know. And then, also, Greggs. Greggs has brought out the meat-free steak bake. It all kind of kicked off last year when they brought out the meat-free sausage roll. Which is actually pretty nice, I did enjoy that. We did try it. Meat free steak bake. the meat-free options are coming and they have been big here, kicking off the year. If you want if you' you're going for like a a change in the beginning of the year and you're thinking, "I don't want to change my diet, maybe cut back a little bit. Maybe I'm going to try the whole vegan thing, see if I can do it for a while. This is your way forward. Means when you're out, you know looking for lunch in between work, you've got options. When you're on the high street, when you're out and about, done. There have been so many trends. The next one, I actually thoroughly enjoyed. If you're a fan of Star Wars, I feel like this trend also took a little while to get here. I was quite shocked that we had a Star Wars trend that wasn't closer to the movie, because the movie came out before Christmas, Rise of Skywalker, and so it's kind of like, okay, this, was, this one kind of came out of left field, and it's very subtle. This is the thing, the Ben Solo Challenge, this is what it's called. Now, the Ben Solo Challenge all revolves around this one clip in Star Wars where Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo, we kind of learn that from the... You know, The Force Awakens. He gets his lightsaber and he kind of draws it. He's obviously in the middle of a fight. I'm not going to give you any spoilers because I don't want to ruin it for you. But he's in the middle of a battle. We know that happens in Star Wars quite a lot, actually. He's kind of all in black. As he's getting ready to kind of fight, very cool, calm and collected. Just doing this kind of like nod of the head and, and shoulders kind of shrug. This very cool shrug. Very simple. Which has led to the Ben Silo Challenge. Basically, a bunch of people trying to emulate this sort of, I don't know, three-second clip from Star Wars. And although it looks very simple, drawing your lightsaber and then doing a little shrug, trying to look cool, it's actually much harder than it looks, because you realise, actually, not everybody can pull off the Ben Silo Challenge. But I do enjoy watching people attempt to do it. And people take this very seriously. It's quite interesting, actually, because I also feel like this is an opportunity for people to show off their lightsabers. There are people who obviously have, you know, really nice lightsabers they paid for, and they're all lit up, and they all look really fancy and lovely. When else are you going to have an opportunity to show those off? Not very many times. So when a challenge like this comes along, they're all on it. They're on it. And not only is it just the lightsabers, it's also how they handle the lightsaber. Because although the clip itself is very short, they drawing the lightsaber out. They're doing the very cool. They're trying to do the cool shrug. You know, it's a slight, slight head tilt, hands out, shrug. And then they go into like showing off their lightsaber skills, which we don't actually see in the Ben Solo clip. But that doesn't mean that people aren't going to give it a go. I love it. Some people look very good. They've obviously tried this before. They know how to handle a lightsaber. Others, not so much. Others just have a little bit of a struggle. I think one of my favourites is... Uh, There's some clips of little kids trying to do it. And they've obviously got, like, the kiddie lightsabers, which are the ones that kind of you you throw out and it slots all together. But if you're a a kid, these things are usually bigger than you are. So they've got this thing behind their heads and they're trying to kind of... It's longer than they are. So they're struggling to get it over their head and then to kind of do the shrug and wave it around. They just look so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) And then people just get more and more creative because what happens if you don't own a lightsaber? What are you going to do? You... You still want to take part in the Ben Solo Challenge. So then there's people finding creative ways to do the shrug, pull it out from behind their heads, do the shrug. But you need that prop. You need that thing that's going to, like, represent the lightsaber. Crazy on Twitter decided to use a bo- a drink, drinks bottle. Because you've also, you also got to think, like, it's got to be something that's grippable in your hand. You can't just go for anything. So a drinks bottle works really well. I also loved, um, (laughs) at Miss Ben Solo on Twitter, hair straighteners. Another one I absolutely loved. Because you also don't know what they're going to draw from behind their back until they do it. Laurie did it with a baguette. It was great. Ryan, a broom, and an angel did it with a toy guitar it's tiny this thing (laughs) and then I think one of my favorites um Cameron did this and also Matthew on Twitter Thor's Hammer so we're now we're now blending fandoms from Star Wars to Marvel just just draw out Thor's Hammer (laughs) you didn't know you need this you do now but it is actually surprising. We actually tried to do this when I was on the radio the other week, oh. and and it's actually really hard to pull off the very calm, calm and collected shrug, slight head tilt, shrug. I can't do it. I tried. I'm never going to look as cool as uh, Ben Solo. It's not going to happen. It was a sad, sad moment. So those are the four trends kicking off this year. So good. And they're all kind of quite different from the Gene Simmons Ice Cubes in Cereal, Which Seat is Best, helping you with your seat options, Veganuary, and the Zero Chicken Burger. Oh, which one would I say was my favourite? Because I really, really enjoyed the last few days. It's been fantastic. I do, like, I do like the Ben Solo Challenge. However, like not many people can pull it off and do it like effectively. Personally, I think my favorite has got to be the Gene Simmons ice cubes in cereal. I don't know what it is. And I think it's also because I'm quite intrigued as to why I'm so grossed out of the idea of having ice cubes in cereal because it actually sounds like having ice cold cereal, ice cold milk when you're having your cereal would be really nice. Maybe this is a maybe I'm gonna have to try it and then let you guys know how we go on. The only problem is we don't have we don't have an ice cube tray here in our house. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find ice cubes from somewhere else. <laughs> what fridge doesn't have an ice cube tray? Or like anywhere to put ice cubes? It's like the worst thing. I don't I don't think we've ever had a fridge that doesn't do this. It's bizarre. I don't know what happened. But that is it. My trend of the week ice cubes and cereal. What was your favourite trend of the week? You can let me know. You can message me on Twitter, at Kayleigh Hillier. Or, of course, I'll be always tweeting about or sharing some of the great trends that I've come across to share with you, because I absolutely love it. One that is coming up very soon is a Poundland one, which I am so excited for. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're enjoying all the weird and wonderful trends that we love to find on the internet.